forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hold on. This guy's calling. He can't get Um, through. your, Your guests are all here. He's on? Yes. That's sick. Now I gotta tap dance. Now I gotta apologize to Jim Maskett. Get ready for this apology. Brandon, you're going to love this. You're going to love hearing me later. Is that on the list? Tom grovels because a guest got the wrong number? No, it's not. I haven't patched him through yet, so he hasn't. All right, good. Well, uh, Brandon, thanks for the call, my friend. All right, thanks, Tom. All right, go. Can you give me Kurt first, please? Hey. Yep. Verve recording artist, Kurt Vile. Yep, that's right. KV. What's up? Hey, uh, you know, I felt extra important because Jay called me on the phone. And I, while I had one ear, was, you know, on Zoom listening to you. The other one was Jay. It's like, oh, Jay, what? They gave you the wrong number. You're looking for the right number. And he's like, All right, they gave him the wrong number. This is, uh, it's <laughs> sick. I got to say this. I got to say this. This cast of the show, it's not enough that they're not getting me guests anymore. They're working to to they're working to ruin guests I went and booked. Hey, give them a give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring Jay on, please. Let's not waste any more of his time calling a wrong number all night. Here is Jay. Now this is exciting. I just want to say this. First of all, I'm going to have to apologize now to our to our esteemed guest. I go and I give a phone number that I get from the guys, from the producers, and it's the wrong number. And then they say to me, oh, it was only one off. Oh, only <laughs> one number, only one number off. Okay. Yeah, what is this? Only one now. That's not bad. Yeah, right? Only one off. You should have just tried the other nine, see which, which one was eventually I would have picked up at some point. And Jay didn't know. Jay, Jay didn't know it was just one off. He just knows it was wrong. Oh, I tried. I tried a number one off, but I had the wrong number as one off. You were I tried a different one number. Well, let me say this. <laughs> First of all, it is an honor we have Jay Mascus on the show. Thank you, Jay, for coming on. Sure. It's very <laughs> exciting. I apologize for the for the mistake here with the phone number. It's a Trust me, this will, they, they will not go, uh, the, 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 the people responsible for this will be punished. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> Jay, Jay is, I like, I like Jay's style cause, you know, he's got, I, I, I know, I don't know for a fact, but I just imagine he has his ways to like silently punish. So his, his crew for things like that, you know. Like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. If somebody torturing people. If yeah. somebody in the dinosaur junior uh camp did that, what would be the ramifications? Just some heavy vibes to you know, <laughs> freak him out. 
Okay, you spook them a little bit. Some heavy, yeah, so they're, like they're not sure where they stand with you. Oh, that's yeah. you're looking around. They won't know, you know. Yeah, Twiddle. say that again. Something's coming. Yeah, some good old fa- some good old fashioned passive aggressiveness. Exactly. Yeah. Or just oh. aggressive aggressiveness. Or aggressive aggressiveness. And now I'm looking on Twitter, and the three the three producers of the show now they're passing the buck. I never saw I never saw more. The the uh, the Bob Cousy didn't do as much passing as these guys are doing right now. Well, I want to say this, Jay. It's an honor to have you on the show. The new album, this new album, sweep it into space. I'm going to say I think this is. The high water mark. I would put this right next to. Was the first one that came back was Beyond, right? The one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Beyond. I put it next to the to the to the to your living all over me and Beyond. I'd put this right next to it. Top of the pyramid. Why? Thanks. It's so good now. Now, when you're at this point in things and you go to go make a dinosaur junior record, it's like you do, it seems like every few years is, is the, seems to be the pattern now. Every three or four years. Right. Right. Like how, what is, what is the, what is the overall process? Like what, when is it time? When do you know it's time? And what, what do you do to try to make them different? And what, what goes into the thinking of these records now? Oh, it's just, uh, you know, we've kind of toured everywhere we can tour. We feel like we've burnt out the audience on everything. And, uh, and, you know, we just, you know, make some time, decide this is time to make a new album. And I don't know how you make them different or just hopefully the songs you come up with are not bad or something. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like reflecting the period of time where, you know, you made them, it's like a photo album. It's just a snapshot of this time and what you came up with. And hopefully some good teams came to you. Sure. But, but you can do things like go get a, uh, a, a hot producer like Kurt Vile. Ah, give me a break, dude. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He's hot. Now, Kurt, you put the, you, is this a, did you produce this? Do you, who's, what is the credit on the official Kurt- credit on it? I was I was asked to be involved. There was like a producer somewhat in the title and I hung out and I you know, I mean I didn't I get this I got to watch it being done. It was awesome and inspiring. I got to you know, watch Jay shred a lot of solos. I saw those songs be made, I heard the demos, I was really excited. I didn't you know, and then the pandemic hit and then uh then, you know, we basically Jay had to Jay finished it himself, but that that's kind of what he does all the time anyway, but it was awesome to be there. I definitely, uh, I definitely, um, you know, got to block some of Jay's punishing vibes to the other members, things like that, you know, like, oh, yeah. uh-huh. right, right, Jay. <laughs> yeah. The other guys were happy to turn around. He's a little bit, you know, <laughs> brings a lighter vibe than I tend to throw out. Sure. So you, you, Kurt, you're in there and you're, what are you saying? Give me more, uh, Make it make it heavier. I'm what like, are you, tell, what are you 
Like, tell me more, tell me more. Was he a heavy doper or was he just a loser? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. I'm, some Neil, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Neil Young. Uh-huh. Uh, tired eyes. Miss, oh, okay. Sorry. Jay heard it. Jay understood. I was just testing your uh, so far knowledge. Well, look. It, okay, I'm Jay, Sorry. Jay, I'm working on this podcast now with the people on the show where we've been going year by year through all the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young recording solo together. And it's one of the most torturous things I've ever been a part of (laughs) until you've heard mid eighties Graham Nash albums that are only, only available on YouTube at this point. You have, you truly haven't lived. I can't imagine. Oh well, don't. I'm going to spare you. They're not good. That's the big. That's the big spoiler. They're not so good. Um. So no special guests on them or anything. Well, no, they're all. You can usually count on uh, Jackson Brown. Seems to be hanging around on a lot of them. Uh, uh, Ross Kunkel will. Oh yeah. Lay by, lay down some tracks. Um, any Mick, any Mick Ronson, he seems to help those guys. Oh, he helps. I don't know. People. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Is, has Mick Ronson been on any of the records? I don't think so. I think a uh, lot of, lot of uh, the 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 fascinating thing with it is the Crosby Nash axis, where these two guys are. Yeah. They had their own thing, and they were having like top 10 albums as Crosby Nash and they are the sleepiest albums you've ever heard in your life. And they were buying houses with these records. Ah, the good old days. The good, Yes. The good old days when, <laughs> but it's, it's really fascinating to go down this road. And now Kurt knows I'm trapped in this hellscape of listening to all this stuff. So, I can't even remember something from tonight's the night anymore. I'm too busy focusing on mirror ball B sides. It was pretty obscure. I'm sorry. No, it's it's good. No. The um so five records in now. I have to say, I don't know. Has there been a group that has ended their original run and then gotten back together and then sustained the way you three have sustained. It is a it is a a monumental accomplishment. I feel, and I can't think of anybody else who's done it in music. Broken up and then reformed and kept going and mattered. Yeah, I'm not sure why we're doing it, but we still are. I think you're doing it for the glamour. It's a glamour. Nah, you can't help it, man. You're killing it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I guess we realized we had some, you know, something good, some kind of energy when we all played together, and we just kept going and kind of figured out how to get along. And, mm-hmm. um, and how how does that how is that working these days? Because the original run was white hot, three albums, and then a lot of guitars being swung at other people's heads. And yeah. 
yeah. a lot of songs written about other people in other groups. And, but then fifth, there was like a good 15 year breaker about when, when before, uh, you pulled it back together again. And how has it been managing that over this decade plus of being back together, you and Lou and Murph? Um, yeah, it's been all right. I mean, we, I guess we just grew up and, uh, We've had some help communicating, I guess, you know, our manager is good at a kind of talking between us and trying to get us to, I guess that was our main problem. We couldn't really uh, communicate because we just did not excel at that, at that age. Mm -hmm. Everybody was just uh, feeling their oats a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the first few years Lou didn't talk at all which suited me (laughs) then it was got hard to communicate so once he started talking then it was a thing because you were just like hey any any chance you'd go back to the the first two years yeah exactly now the genie was out of the bottle and um he couldn't stop him from talking anymore and uh, i just couldn't take i guess yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Kurt. I didn't mean to laugh. No, it's like Kurt. No, you I, laugh. Yeah. Look, you're on Verve now. You do what you want. Yeah. Well, I pretty, to <laughs> to be fair, I've always done whatever I wanted, whatever I want. That's true. But now that but now you do it Verve style. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll Velvet see Underground, Mothers yeah. of Invention, <laughs> Kurt, Dave Brubeck. Yeah, I, vile. I'm stoked to be wow. label. Ma- I'm stoked to be label mates with the Velvet Underground and Stan Getz. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is very exciting, Kurt, for you to announce that today that you uh, that you've got a new home for your yeah. music. I'm I'm stoked. Thank you. I'm, I'm but you know, and there's plenty of st- Matador is still my family too. We got there's plenty of uh stuff you know in the in the vaults that are come out of Matador too. I'm, I'm stoked to you know toe the line. Jay, Jay, you did that right. You went to the you went to the majors for a second, killed it there. Later okay. on, later on, they were like, "Jay, Jay, I don't hear a single." Jay, yeah, <laughs> I like that story. You hear the words you never thought you'd hear. You thought were a joke. Yeah, I don't hear a single. Yeah. So when when you when that version of Dinosaur Junior, because I saw. Jay, I saw, I believe I saw you play with the Velvet Monkeys at Maxwell's. Is that true? Was that, is, is my memory correct? That sounds about right, yeah. When, when you had the six person Dinosaur Jr. version after, after Lou left the band, then you went to this like maximum sized version for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And that was you and was Don Fleming in that? Yeah, Don Fleming, the Rummager, and Donna Biddle. Mm-hmm. Was Dave Schools in that band? No. Oh, that's a different band. Sorry. And that was that was just not sustainable. Was that just a, was that just an experiment? Yeah, I just flipped out at some point. I thought it might be cool, and then I just decided it's. You know, we had two drummers, and um. 
I don't know. I just decided uh, I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Suddenly, oh. you suddenly you're fronting the Almond Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Never played the gig, but we did do the single, and it was pretty cool. But. Hmm. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them. And then when 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 the band seemed to be kind of uh, ending its run on, uh, was it on Sire? You were on Sire and then you did... You, did you think that was it for Dinosaur Jr. for that stretch? It seemed like, okay, well, that's the life of a band. Yeah, I thought, you know, it felt like it was over and I should try something else. But now you look and you've, you're five in on this. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And that, that nobody could have expected that inside the, uh, you, I mean, how could you have ever se- yeah. foreseen that? No, definitely not. I mean, I I never looked this far ahead in my life at all. And it's uh, how how does the songwriting flow for you uh, as opposed to when you uh, started off? Uh, I don't remember back then, but uh, yeah, I just keep writing little riffs, and at some point, I try to listen back and see if I can hook a few of them together or something comes together. I've always got a lot of little risks to pick from, but um, I don't know how they make it into songs exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice that there's some element of that. You don't just, you're just not doing it by rote. That's nice that there's some element of magic to it still. Oh yeah. I have no idea at all. Get done. I like to buy guitars, hoping that guitars um, will have some songs in them. Mm-hmm. That justifies me buying them, which I like. Yeah, Jay. Do you? That reminds me. Like, do you? Do you get rid of? You have a, tons of guitars. You know, if you ever been to a studio, it's just wall to wall guitars, and and you just said like certain guitars have songs in them, right? And I just wonder, like, do you, like, get rid of guitars or do you keep them all around? Because I'll have guitars that I don't use anymore, and then I'm about to get rid of them. And then I'm like, oh, I wrote this song on it. Just keep it around. And then it just sits around and kind of gets ruined. But, you know, there it is yeah. in the corner. Yeah, I just, I tried selling some. And uh, as soon as I sold them all, it seemed like I had different ones. They all kind of grew back. So it didn't help much. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like, uh, when, when you just like put, put it, 
an instrument down like 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 there's a is it just like oh i wonder if there's like if, if something can, like that worked for you in the past can still you could still squeeze a little bit out of it yeah it's kind of like if you leave it in the corner for a couple of years maybe it'll regenerate itself and some different song will be in there yeah now what uh, what uh Kurt, when you were in the studio, what were some of the things that surprised you getting to see the band actually in in process? Well, I'll tell you, I was excited because, one, I took my job seriously. I was nervous. I didn't know exactly what it was going to entail, but but I got a man on the inside, which is my, my drummer, Kyle Spence. He, you know, he, he's good friends with the band Dinosaur Jr., and he played you know, he played drums for Dino a lot, like if Murph wasn't around and things like that. So he's like, he just sort of reminded me, he's like, listen, listen to Jay's demos. Cause, cause with Jay's demo, like he plays everything on those demos. He might not have, actually they were all instrumental, but there, there was no singing, but he's got like just one word titles and the drums, sometimes the bass and the guitars are all there. And then I, I just kind of listened you know, driving up there all stoked and, and they'd just be drilling, they'd just be like learning the demo and just kind of jamming the same song all day. And I was like, at first I was like, am I supposed, I I didn't realize that this is kind of just their, their style of like just drilling this one song in their head, you know, not Jay so much as uh, Lou and Murph. And I was like, I'm like, that sounded good. And Jay's like, nah, the drums weren't right. Or this, you know, he, he could hear everything. And then I was like, wow, I guess my job is just to hang out for a while. And then towards the end, I was, I was really getting to know all the songs and really stoked and just seeing where they're going to grow. And, and I kind of just watched Jay just rip a ton of sick guitar solos. And I, I just kind of fell up in love with some of his guitars. And I was sitting in the side, you know, on the side the whole time, just, excited like kind of playing guitar quietly and you know literally just on like the last day i just sang some harmonies and and laid down a a few guitars which jay kept or left it was it was way more organic and uh you know not too much work for me at the end of the day it's uh really cool i mean Mm -hmm. it would have been interesting to see if i was there to the end i it would have been the same thing basically because jay's just always you know, he's, he's the boss really. So I just, sure. I was just watching, you know, he's the new boss. Meet the, you know, the new boss, the same as the old boss. <laughs> now, what is something, if you look at the record, Kurt, and don't be modest, if, if that's the, is there anything where you can say like, yeah, I can, I helped with that part or I contributed to that? Like, what are some things that, that, uh, I'll tell you the thing I'm most excited about, and it's also a cool story. Well, no, it's not the thing I'm most excited about, but there's this one funny part that's cool, but I think it's funny. Is uh, First of all, he says, he's got this song called I Met the Stones. I love this song. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, he literally wrote it after he met, he got to meet the Stones. He got to meet Charlie Watts. Uh, you, you could, he, he could tell the stories better, but he got to talk to the Stones. And he's, so he's singing this song, you know. I, da-da, da-da, I met the stones and he's like, I got excited. I got depressed, which is hilarious. Uh-huh. Like think about, you know, when you meet your hero, like I, mm-hmm. you know, Neil Young or whoever, you're like stoked and then it's over and you get depressed, whatever. But then there's like, I, I just threw out the album. I did I added some like falsetto. We ha- harmonies are just, 
unison things, but then there's this moment and I met the stones and it's like just the first time he says stones and I'm, he's like, da, 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 I met the stones. And then I'm singing back up. I'm like, met the stones. <laughs> it's all, I, just, <laughs> I just do it low. He's like, uh-huh. stones. <laughs> and I'm pretty proud of that. And there's like a little, um, 12 string electric guitar in the background. It sounds of the same song. It sounds kind of like, uh, I want to be your dog or something. Jing, 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 jing. I'm stoked mm-hmm. about that. Um, but I'm just, man, I, I was there, you know, I was, I was involved in a dinosaur junior record. So yeah, that's so a like, real thrill. Yeah. It's a thrill. And, uh, I win and that others lose. Yeah. And what, what was the, what was the first, what was your first, uh, exposure to to the to their music my first exposure to jay um to dinosaur jr because uh let's see i was born in 1980 i'm 41 now let me do the math okay i heard i heard start chopping on the radio first um i didn't like i wasn't hip enough or have an older brother to hear like the you know the seminal triptych of the early dinosaur junior, you know, at first. I, so I heard the stuff on the radio. I heard start chopping first. I liked it. But when I, the next album came around feel the pain, that first single, I fell in love with that. So I think that's the first CD I bought. And then I went back and, and bought them all mm-hmm. uh, songs like, you know, out there off of where you've been. That's that song is just an anthem, you know, that's just perfect for a impressionable teenage, you know, like how you can't just can't beat those beautiful, sad, enormous guitars and songs like that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I didn't, you know, then I went backwards and got all the classics, but I, I, you know, I, I heard him first on the radio and then finally, yeah, we, we went, we saw him on the handed over tour at the electric factory in Philly. And Jay was like very, in a cool way, completely detached from the audience. And he would be uh literally just playing solos and just wandering off stage. And he'd be gone for like a minute or two or, or more playing the solo and just come wander back on and mumble into like the whole time. Soloing. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, man, this guy does not give this, you know, mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. And, uh, and it, and it was, you know, the rest, I don't know. We obviously kept crossing paths, but that's, that's uh, just some major moments in my upbringing. Now, now, Jay, when you walk off stage like that, what are you doing for two minutes? That's what I wanted to know. I was, I was just jamming, you know, just hiding and in, in back to the amps, kind of. And uh, yeah, I thought it was fun just to hide for a while and still be playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's something. Uh, no, to me, nothing is funnier than than uh, Robert Fripp, the way he. Is pretty much been in this band for 50 years, King Crimson. And he just sets a chair up in the corner behind like an amp, like a stack of amps. You can barely see his head peeking out. And he put the, the most recent tour with King Crimson. They have three drummers now and the drummers are up front. He's, he's behind the drummers. Sitting, sitting. I saw him in Japan, uh, King Crimson, and me and my wife were there. I was on a press tour, which was weird, but 
They're like, you want to see King Crimson? We're like, oh, sure. And, but we only lasted a couple songs. My wife couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you pro? Does prog rock have any hold over you, Jay? Oh, yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> sure. I don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. Right? Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Totally. Actually, if you had, if you had to pick one of those bands to to listen to, who would you who would you take? Yes. Tall. Hmm. I felt bad for Yes because I heard him talking like, "Oh, we used to be the People's Band, and then suddenly we were uncool and punk happened, and we were uncool." I felt bad for him. Suddenly, we did the Legend soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It is so funny when you hear those bands. There's nothing funnier. You hear bands talk about when punk rolled in and ran out Prague, which didn't happen the way they talk about it at all. Like, yes, in 1978, we're still playing like veteran stadium. Like they weren't run out of anything. They just, nobody, people just thought they weren't cool, but they still had a, as many fans. And then when you hear like warrant, complaining about Nirvana running them out of business. They're like, yeah, when we did cherry pie and then, then suddenly one day we woke up and we were out of work. Tough, tough life. Yeah, it is. But but it didn't happen either. It's like you guys naturally kind of sucked and ran out of gas and something else also got popular at the same time. It's not like one literally caused the other. Yeah, I don't think um, Kurt Cobain got as many chicks as the guy from Warrant at any point. So. <laughs> now, if you have you have so much coming up in terms of live stuff, it seems like Dinosaur Jr. going to be one of the first bands out there, kind of hitting uh, hitting the road. We'll see uh, what happens. Oh, I got that second shot today. Today? My, oh, my God. Today? Oh, man. Dude, my arm. Tomorrow, just lay down. Yeah, I got... Take the day off. Yeah, my arm feels like uh, like somebody shot me. Would you, would you get the M or the P? Oh, uh... What did I, which one did I, oh, I got, uh, yeah, I got the Panera. Panera, yeah, okay. Panera, I got the shot. No, I got the, uh, the M. Okay, yeah, that's what I got. Sure, everybody's different, but me and Suzanne were destroyed, destroyed for days. What did you get, Jay? I got the same one. I felt like I had battery acid running through my veins the, the day after the second one. Well, I guess I have that to look forward to tomorrow. You're gonna like. You're gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Well, I do like battery acid. You know my love of battery acid, Kurt. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, you watching a lot of TV these days? I did want to know that. Yeah, I am. What are your I mean, favorite? Like songs and stuff. So. What's, we want to know what your favorite shows are. Yeah. <laughs> I like Mad Fat Diary. I don't think it's a new show, but it was new to me on Hulu. It was an English show, and 
the villain from Killing Eve is the best friend of the fat girl in the sh- in the show. What show? Mad Fat Diary. Oh, okay. Villanelle, I love her. Any other? Uh, I've been watching. I watched six seasons of uh, Ink Master. Whoa! What is that? Oh well, get ready for this. It is the tattoo competition show hosted by Dave Navarro. Right. (laughs) And it is, if you watch this, it is, it is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. A few episodes into the first season, because it's all meatheads, it's all anger management meatheads who give tattoos. And they put real tattoos on people that they call human canvases. They're like, okay, let's bring Dave Navarro will be like, all right, let's bring in the human canvases now. And then we're going to give you, uh, Japanese tattoos. And, and, but I guess the trade off is they get like a free tattoo. Like that's not enough to <laughs> just have somebody put a tattoo on you that you don't want that it was free. I'm good. But it's, I'm telling you, if you watch this, you're going to get hooked on Ink Master. Well, all right, I'm looking forward to it. 13 okay. seasons they made of it. Oh. Oh my God. 13 seasons. Dave Navarro. And wait till you see his shirts. He wears these, uh, he, there's one point on the show he's, he's wearing a crass t shirt, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. The guy from Jane's Addiction. On a judge hosting a tattoo show, wearing a crass shirt. Makes sense. <laughs> I I saw Dino open for Jane's Addiction reunion in Philly, and they were having people hang from the rafters with that like, what is it, Jay? It's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. They put hooks in the girls' backs and hang them up, and they swing around on wires from hooks. It's like a rush for people off. Something Dave Navarro was into. He's, yeah. He does it, too. He, he, oh, he does it. He does yeah. that in one of the live finales on the show. He's, oh. he's hanging over the audience. Oh. It was quite disturbing, but, you know, I couldn't look away either i had to watch it every night but it was quite disturbing well look you've got you've got a lot of shows coming up jay i'm not going to tell you what to add to the (laughs) the, the dinosaur juniors uh 2021 shows it's worth looking into maybe you could get some back hooks oh that's no yeah (laughs) i'm a little squeamish Mm mm-hmm Anything, any other uh, highlights for 2020 that uh, you came out of the pandemic with, Jay? Jeez, I had no highlights. I was, it was definitely not a highlight kind of year. Well, now I'm telling you this, you're about to make it all up. The slot machine is going to keep paying off, and it's not going to stop spitting money out. Yeah, I can't. All right. 
I can't wait to see you guys play because uh, I, I just kept putting everything off. I was like, ah, oh. I just kept putting my tour off further and further. I'm just, <laughs> just sitting mm-hmm. around forever. But I, uh, I got these little kids running around. I was like, ah, oh, stick around. And what is the camp thing that goes on that you guys do now? Um, yeah, it's like. I guess I saw Richard Thompson had done a camp at this place for like the last 10 years. And so we tried it. Yeah. It's like, it was pretty cool. I mean, I think, you know, it's probably 70 people will go. So it won't be uh, that risky and we'll be all outside. So mm-hmm. manageable. And where does that I take place? Times. In big Indian, New York, it's like upstate. And so people can go and they'll hang out with you guys for the week. Well, maybe not. Hang out might be uh, generous. Are you are you around? Are you making pancakes for everybody? Yeah, I think people were most psyched on the jam session at the end. We're kind of like everybody had their own pedal board and guitar, and we had a big jam session that was kind of seemed to be what most people were psyched about. Well, if only I had it in me to be sociable like that, I could, uh, I would go, but I'm kind of probably yeah. better off staring at season eight of Ink Master. Nah, Tom, me and you were going to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going. Okay. Yeah. Look, Kurt, if you were going, I would strongly consider going. Dude, before all this happened, I, I mean, Schwartz. Jay, Jay's manager, he said, oh, you come up, talk about being the producer of Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> I was like, I'll be there. I'll tell him all about it. Yeah. Now, when I saw, I saw Kurt, Kurt and Jay, I saw, I saw you guys at, where was that? Central Park where I saw you. Oh, that was amazing. That was heavy duty. Out there. That was my favorite jam. You killed it. It's like the best. It was beautiful weather in the park. Yeah. Perry Shaw in the in the wings. Making making those vintage shirts. Actually I have a question, Jay, for our friend Perry Shaw, friend of the show. He does a lot of my art. Yeah. And and apparently Green Days as well, but uh me first. But anyway, he wants to know <laughs> if you've ever made any upside down cross T shirts. Well, I'm sure they have, yeah. I'm just I was just the drummer for one. That one record, I wasn't in the band really, but uh, I'm a little too wimpy to be in that band. But, but you love playing yeah. in that band? Do you love playing that band? Yeah, I love the record. That's like my favorite record I've been a part of, I think. It's just, it's so twisted somehow. It really appeals to me. I got to check it out. I got to tell you, I got to check it out. I haven't heard it. but Oh, yeah, I saw it's on Spotify. They have like 300 monthly listeners. <laughs> now, I'm not going to keep you longer, Jay. It's late and you've got things to do. Um what is it? What was your first exposure to Kurt? How did that happen? How did you find out about him? I think my friend uh Megan who runs Sub Pop told me that I should listen to, you know, the Childish Prodigy album. And so I did and then I dug it and I don't know where I saw him first, but I ended up seemingly running into him a lot. I've seen him play, and then he, they opened for us. And 
don't yeah. know. It's always a, seems to be around somewhere. We're running into each other. Totally. That was a great. My favorite. I, I opened for you. That was like my first tour getting to open like with a hero and and you're like oh I like that childish pro- I like that childish prodigy album I especially love your song Monkey and I say yeah that's yeah. not that's not my that's a uh-huh. Dim Star song that's Thurston and Don Fleming and he's like oh yeah no wonder it sounded so familiar <laughs> 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 Richard Hell <laughs> but yeah I love that and then uh yes I like your version better though me believe that well that's what i do i mean i couldn't do that to your song but that i like to take a song and uh yeah try to make make it better <laughs> well, what's one you'd cut what's one you what's one you would want to interpret Kurt? of jay's yeah well there's a crazy story um speaking of beyond me and my bandmate jesse when beyond came out you know i was one of the people like wow dinosaur jr reuniting i bought that album it had just been out for like a week in a I can't remember if it's track two or whatever, but there's a song called Crumble on there. So good. It's just classic dino. And I was t- telling Jay about this, who grew up on Dino 2. I was like, yeah, man, this is like quintessential Dinosaur Jr. It's like they never left. They got this, you know, this song tugs right on the heartstrings, but it's tough. And as I was talking about it, we were driving home from a party. We got hit by a must have been a drunk driver like he ran through a red light and like just missed our seats and we a car spun around and everything I, I, it was a really bad accident but that so that's my memory it's crazy but there's a song called crumble i think you should play mm-hmm. it at the end of the show tom it's yeah, so good no, that's a great song or play it anytime but anyway that's so one day i will do a cover of that but i have played it on stage with dino multiple times and lou uh Lou Barlow actually told that story for me from the stage because I kept talking about it. And yeah, that's a special song to me. One day I'll, I'll do a version of that. All right. Well, I'm glad it didn't uh, sour you to the song getting hit by a car. Anyway. No. Yeah. Now you love it more. See, and now, now you bring a, you bring some, some gravitas to it, Kurt, when you play it. Totally. Well, Jay, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's oh, you're one of the all-time greats, and the new uh, album is legitimately awesome. Sweep it into space, and I can't think of any band that has done what you guys have done, and it is truly something to see. And I'm glad you're you're all doing it, and you're you're where you should be. All right, thanks a lot. All right, yeah, we'll dude. talk soon. Kurt. Bye. Kurt, are you still here? Yes. Thank you for for doing that, Kurt. No problem. I knew I know you were nervous, so I'm glad I could help. No, it's always good. It's just see it's it's not uh <laughs> just kidding. He's not was not wasn't nervous, so he's just not <laughs> exactly uh not it's not exactly uh, uh motor mouth. He makes me nervous. Yeah, I gotta say. I was so excited to see your news. I I was excited that you asked me to do this, and I knew that there was going to be that announcement mm-hmm. as well. So I was like, well, I was like, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Big swings right? for KV. Big right, swings. <laughs> wait till they get a load of me. Yeah, he's seen it. He saw it 38 times. Stop the press. Who's that? Dudio? 
Vicky Vale. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we got Kurt on the line, let me ask a quick question. Look, I'm not mad about the phone number thing. I don't care. It was it was one number. It was one number. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Mistakes happen. It all all's well that ends well. But I'll tell you this: I don't know if Mike ever wrote a tweet as fast as he did, where he's like, "Wasn't me." Just quoting, <laughs> I was just quoting Shaggy. Yeah. I, I, don't know Shaggy. I, I don't think a tweet ever got tweeted as fast as that one did. I think he had it in draft. Yeah. It was like he just hit control, <laughs> control S, and then that tweet went out. Wasn't me. Now, I, that's a lot of fun. And the new album is seriously great. It is, I'm, I've been loving it for a while, and everybody's going to love it when yeah, they hear it. I, uh, I was, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I was trying to, it was hard to bring it up with Jay while you were talking, but like the album is so good, but it's all, it's got like that classy, classic, catchy dino, like the melodic, catchy, poppy thing, but like, yes, like, but pretty much all the songs are like that, you know, like uh, all the other records, I reunion records. I feel like there's one or two songs that have that poppy thing. And then they go, they do all kinds of things, but this one is like, it's really got the, the songs, like the pop thing, you know, that dinosaur junior pop thing. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a good record. And it's also crazy. It's like when you look at the, the song lengths are kind of a giveaway too. There's nothing, there's nothing uh, over like four and a half minutes on the record. Yeah. Every, everything is like three minutes, three and a half minutes. They're hits. They're just, a, they. it's a record filled with hits. And, the uh, Lou Barlow song "The Garden" is oh my is, god! It's such a good song. It's like my favorite uh, Lou Dino song. Definitely my favorite Lou reunion Dino song. But I yeah, think it might I, I would be my favorite Lou Dino song I've heard. It's so good. It is. It is at the top of his. It's. De- I'd say it's definitely at the top of his Dinosaur Junior uh, contribution songwriting contributions, and you could put that up with. Anything he's done with Sebado or Solo, I, it's it's an amazing song. Yeah. And so, what? Are, when are we looking? Twenty twenty two for a new yeah, KV. Twenty twenty two for a new KV, and um, you know, like I had been getting my home studio ready for a long time and writing tons this whole pandemic, and but the one thing, uh, just the people that helped me at home, like somebody, friends that have been working. For, with me for a while and bandmates we just wanted to get that vaccine so we could not be sitting around in masks trying to make music so i just you know this whole spring and and summer i'm going to be going back and forth from my home studio to la with uh rob schnapp and uh just working on a record all spring and summer i I got great stuff in the can but i'm just going to keep going and we're gonna have more than enough for a new record and then whatever's left over i'll put that out soon thereafter and you know just uh feeling real positive about the future, man. It's very exciting. And it's like, I'm glad you also, I'm glad you also said Matador's family still too, because that's, that's how so many people uh, learned about you. And it's just such a great thing to keep to you move, you move on, but you also keep your roots too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm so grateful to Matador and you know, uh, there's plenty of stuff that they will be, putting out and uh yeah you know i just this 
uh, Ferv approached me and, and, uh, you know, I got a family and I got aspirations to, to just, you know, you just never know what the future holds to see what happens. Uh, some, somebody else is excited about me and, uh, you know, it's like a major label who knows what that even means, but you know, I want to be, I want to be like Neil Young. I want to, I will just want to swing for the fences. I, and, uh, I don't, you know, I just got to take, take some chances and, and uh, take some opportunities. So it's I'm stoked you- as hell. It's very exciting, and it's I'm I'm so thrilled to hear you talk this way because I cannot wait. Because if anybody's up for that challenge, it's you, and it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, man, thanks so much. All right, buddy. Yeah, well, I love I, you, and I'll see you, you out too. there. Oh yeah, I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you later. Hey, All t- right, thanks again, buddy. Okay. Wait, wait, what's that, Jason? What? Oh, uh, this is Pat. I, Pat? I just say to Kurt real quick. Um, I absolutely love the How Lucky duet with John Prine. I've been I've been hearing it um on radio actually uh out here and um i didn't catch it when it originally came out but i've been listening to it so much and it just it's so great so the best show is produced in Pat, partnership thanks, with man. the yeah, forever dog podcast so beautiful network. to get primed the in the studio you know that was like new years of john worcester michael 20, list 20, Jason you know this past new years and that's wild the show is it's produced wild. and written passed by a couple Jason months later graphic design video editing and social media by brett davis website and technical support by martin sellis and the show is recorded at forever dog studios in los angeles Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.